Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Fat Charlie Nancy is back in Florida, looking for an answer to his problem. His late father's friend, Mrs. Callianne Higler, drives her maroon station wagon south. So, you met your brother. You know, you could have warned me. I did warn you. Spider is a god. So just how bad is it with him? Put it this way. I think he's sleeping with my fiancé, which is more than I ever did. Well, we're here. This isn't your house. No, it's Mrs. Dunwiddie's. Oh, no. I, I remember this front yard. That red mirrored ball. You're cold? No, just memories of breaking that thing. She, she was mad. You were a kid. Come on. <laughs> Ladies, I swear I can't eat another morsel. Well, I hope not. There is my pineapple upside down cake to follow. Mm-hmm. So, Charlie, me here say your brother come to see you. Uh, yes, Mrs. Dunwoody. I talked to a spider. It was my own fault. I never expected anything to happen. So Horse- what you want? Say what you want. I want you to make him go away. What you thinking, Luella? We can't actually make him go away, you know. We already... Well, we done all we can about that. But we could send you to somebody who can. Yes, yes. It is early evening in Florida, which means that in London, it is night. In Rosie's big bed, where fat Charlie has never been, Spider shivers. <gasps> Charles, are you all right? I'm fine. I'm fine. A sudden creepy feeling, you know. Somebody walking over your grave. <laughs> no, come here, you. <laughs> Daisy sits in the small common room of the house she shares with her friend Carol. Oi, you gonna be much longer? This is fishy, that's all. What's fishy? Embezzlement, I think. Right, I've logged out. It's all yours. Thanks. In London, it is midnight. In Florida, it is seven in the evening. Either way, it is the witching hour. The group seated around Mrs. Dunwiddie's kitchen table appears to be preparing a seance. You have the black candles. I got the candles. Here. What is this? They only had three regular candles at the store. The other one was in the novelty section. That is a penguin. And a candle. It was all them did have. Place each candle upon a corner of the table. Salt. Cherry. Here. Plenty on the bowl. Mm-hmm. Good. Now the devil grass, the Saint John the Conqueror root, and the love's lives bleeding. Here is mixed herbs. I thought it would be all right. Mixed herbs? It's what I always use when the recipe said basil this or oregano that. Mrs. I can't be doing with it. If you ask me, it's all mixed herbs. Pour it in. Now, the four earths 
I hope that no one here going to tell me say me have to make do with a refrigerator magnet and a bar of soap. I got the earths. MK1 at each corner of the table. Zara, if you would be so kind as to light the candles. Yes, Loella. Light the penguin last. <laughs> Sheriff, I'm Miss Dunwiddie. And for Miss Igla and myself. Can I get a glass? No, you don't. Lights off, please, Kalyan. Yes, my dear. Now what? Listen. You will go where they may help you. Even so, give nothing away and make no promises. Mm. And if you have to give away something, then make sure you get something of equal value in return. Yes? Yeah. It is good. Now, ladies, throw in a pinch of your earth. Mm -hmm. And I will drop in the last ingredient. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. What is, is the room spinning? It worked, I think. Fat Charlie is in bright daylight standing at the bottom of a sheer rock face. Mountains rise up so high that he cannot see their tops. These are the mountains at the beginning of the world or the end of the world, depending on which direction you're coming from. This is where the first song was sung. All the stories began. He sees holes in the rock face near ground level like entrances to natural caves. Hello? Hello, is anybody there? You. The man who steps out of the nearest cave mouth wears a ragged yellow lion skin around his waist with a tail hanging down from behind. Uh, I'm Fat Charlie Nancy. And Nancy the Spider was my father. And why do you come here? Compare Nancy's child. My brother. He's ruining my life. I don't have the power to make him leave. Who is shouting? Brother Elephant. It was me. Compare Nancy's child. I need help. So I heard. I have no love for Anansi the spider. He tied me to a log and had a donkey drag me through the dust. Walk on. I will not help you. Nor I. Your father tricked me and ate my belly fat. He told me he was making me shoes to wear. And he cooked me and he laughed. I do not forget. Uh, who are you? I am Tiger. Your body injured me a hundred ways and he assaulted me a thousand ways. Are you saying that a Nancy is dead? Yes. <laughs> well, well. He played me for a fool so many times. Well, that seems to be a common occurrence. Once, everything was mine. The stories, the stars, everything. He stole it all away from me. I am not my father. Blood is blood. You don't go around making people laugh at things. You must teach the children to fear. Teach them to be cruel. Teach them to hide in the shadows. Then pounce and always kill. You 
you know what the true meaning of life is? Um, is it to love one another? It is the hot blood of your prayer on the tongue. The meat that rends beneath your teeth. And that is what life is. I am Tiger. And I am stronger than a Nazi ever was. Bigger, more dangerous, more powerful, crueler, wiser. I see. So, will you help me get rid of my brother? You won't find anyone to help you until you find an empty cave. Go on in. Talk to whoever you find there. You understand me? Uh, I think so. Now, you keep well away from me. You and all your blood. Fat Charlie keeps walking. As he passes the darkness of each cave, he looks inside. He can see flanks or scales, horns or claws. Who's that? The newcomer has arms and legs all over the place. It is both human and almost human. Monkey, Mon you're monkey. Who are you? What are you? You seem like a thing. Are you from here or from there? Uh, Nancy was my father. I'm looking for someone to help me deal with my brother, to make him go away. I might get Nancy mad. Very bad idea, that. Get Nancy mad. You're never in any more stories. Nancy's dead. Dead there? Maybe. But dead here? That's a whole other stump of groves. Do you mean oh. he could be here? Nancy, he's here? No, I was asking you that. Is my father here? Oh, he doesn't have a cave. Maybe you should go home. Who's in that cave up ahead? Nobody's in there, so it's not the one you want to see. Nobody? Mm-hmm. In that case, it is. So, let's see. <clears throat> Hello? Charlie's eyes use what little light there is in the cave. He sees what looks like rags and feathers on its earth floor. He takes another step, and a sudden wind stirs the feathers and flaps the rags up into the air. You. Where the feathers were is now a human figure. It reaches out a hand and beckons to Fat Charlie. He steps forward. He is standing on a treeless, copper-colored plain beneath a sky the color of sour milk. And while Charlie knows that he is seeing a mad-eyed, ragged-feathered bird, bigger than any eagle, what he sees with his eyes is a woman with raven-black hair. She is neither young nor old, and she stares at him with a face that might have been carved from obsidian. Uh, I, I, I'm Charlie. Charlie Nancy. Uh, Nancy was my father. I, I want you to help me make my brother go away. You wish me to help you get rid of Nancy's bloodline? I just want to make him go away and leave me alone. I don't want you to hurt him. Then, uh, promise me Anansi's bloodline 
for my own. I'm not allowed to give things away. I have to ask for something of equal value. Then I shall give you something of equal value. I give you my word. Now say it. I give you Anansi's bloodline. It is good. Hey! And where the woman was just standing, there is now a flock of birds flying in different directions, wheeling and flowing like a cloud of black smoke, vaster than the mind can hold. I'm awake. You don't have to do that. Ow, did someone slap me? Yes, me do it. You wasn't breathing. And I pour water on you, which helped bring you around the rest of the way. You feeling better now? I'm feeling wet. We all worried about you. You go to the mountain? To the caves? Yeah. Oh, I was there. There were animals. People who were animals. You remember what me tell you? Not giving anything away. Only trade? Yeah. What you having on your hand? Left hand, all damp and screwed up. Show it now. Uh, what is it? Oh. A feather. <gasps> it was the bird woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe what we do tonight is for the best. And maybe it is not. You and your brother. You both cut from the same cloth. I remember your father saying to me, Kalyan, my boys, they are stupider than... Uh, you know, uh, uh, no matter what he actually said. But the point is, he said it about both of you. Really? Eh, when you go to the place where the old gods are, you see your father in that place? I don't think so. I'd remember. Mm-hmm. In the old stories, Anansi lives just like you do or I do, in his house. He is greedy, of course, and tricky, and full of lies. And he is good-hearted and lucky, and sometimes even honest. He's never evil. Mostly, you are on Anansi's side. This is because Anansi owns all the stories. He took them from Tiger, and he spins a web of them so beautifully... One day, Anansi was walking and he sees a hole in the ground. That gives him an idea. It's a fire. And he puts a cook pot in the hole and drops in roots and herbs. Then he starts running around the pot, running and dancing and calling and shouting. I feel so good. Hey! Oh boy, all my aches and pains be gone. I never feel so good in my whole damn life. Bird flies down from the skies to see what all the fuss is about. Why are you carrying on like a madman, Anansi? <laughs> I'm powerful, happy, you know. And now I shall be perfect, for I know the secret, and nobody else does. Eh? What secret? My secret. <laughs> Everybody going to give me their favorite things, their most precious things, Ooh. just to learn my secret. Woo! I do feel good. <laughs> Anansi, you. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, learn your secret. I don't think so, you know. May not be enough to go wrong. Don't bother yourself with it. 
Oh, Nancy, we ain't always been friends. <laughs> but uh, you share your secret with me. And I promise you, no bird will ever eat no spider ever again. Mm. We'll be friends until the end of time. Mm. It's a mighty big secret, you know. Making people young and spry and lusty and free from all pain. Oh, Nancy. <laughs> I'm sure you know that I have always found you a handsome figure of a man. <laughs> why don't we lie by the side of the road for a little while and I can make you forget all your reservations about telling me your secret? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell anyone, but I'll tell you. It's a herbal bath in this hole in the ground. Anybody who goes into the bath with those herbs, mm -hmm. they're going to live forever, you know. Feeling no pain. I mean, look at me. Frisky is a young goat. <laughs> well, I am going to have me a little of that. <laughs> you got to help me down into that bath. Of course. No, no, careful now. It's hot. Oh, 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 oh. It's awful hot, Anansi. It's got to be hard for the herbs to do their good things. Now, let me just put the lid on the bar. What? Please! There. Hey! Hey, Nancy! Nancy, let me out! But if I let you out now, it won't work. You just relax in there and feel yourself getting healthier. <laughs> That evening, Anansi and his family had the most delicious bird soup. Since that time, spiders and birds are never going to be friends. Spider is having an excellent time being fat, Charlie. <laughs> and the bit that Spider likes best is Rosie. Who's this? I'm Fat Charlie Nancy, your future son-in-law, and you really like me. You may be Fat Charlie, but I don't like you. I don't know what's going on, Rosie, but I liked him better before. Mum, be nice. Hmm. Charles, dear, tell me about your cousin Daisy, the young lady I met at your house the other morning, wandering around in her scanties. Would you like her to be given a larger role at the wedding? Mum. Uh, who? Come... DC Day, sir. The Graham Coates agency case. Mm. I think maybe I should take myself off the case. Well, I've met the suspect, Charles Nancy. I stayed overnight at his house. So... I just I just slept there. And that's your total involvement with him? Yes, sir. You realise you're wasting my time? Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Do whatever you have to do, Detective Constable Day. Yes, sir. Spider is on his way to meet Rosie for lunch. It is a beautiful day in early autumn, and Spider is pleasantly surprised to see Rosie standing at the end of her road, waiting for him. Rosie! Hey, you look like a million dollars. Maybe two million. Uh, uh, what are you hungry for? Rosie smiles and shrugs. They are outside a Greek restaurant. Uh, is Greek food okay? Rosie nods. They go inside. Table for two, somewhere um, uh, private. At the back, sir? Perfect. Oh, thanks. Mm. 
Um, Rosie, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, something I think you ought to know. Would you care for uh, five minutes, please? Yes, sir. But coffee, coffee, please. Yes, sir. Thanks. Rosie, I'm not Fat Charlie. I'm his brother, Spider. I don't really look like him, but it. Your coffee, sir. Would you care to? No, no. Five minutes, please. Yes, sir. Rosie, I. I can't stop thinking about you. I know you're engaged, to my brother, but I'm hoping you think about dumping him and maybe going out with me. You don't want to say anything. No. Okay. Shall I carry on? I, I mean this more than I've ever meant anything in my life. As Rosie sits opposite Spider, her lips move, but no words come out. Then her mouth opens. What the? Ro Rosie? Oh, the air! And then the air is filled with beaks and feathers and claws as birds pour out from her throat in a stream directed at him. In a moment of nightmare clarity, he sees the woman sitting opposite him could never be rosy. Her blue-black hair is streaked with silver. Her skin is black as flint. No! No! Spider grabs the coffee pot and swings it at the woman opposite him. Its scalding contents go all over. The birds fly away, out of the restaurant's door, and the woman is gone. Come in, come in. Graham. Howdy do, howdy do, good lady. Oh, take a seat. Maeve Livingston, widow of the comedian Morris Livingston, has decided to take matters into her own hands. Graham, at my bank manager's suggestion, I mm. had your figures and statements independently audited. Mm -hmm. The numbers don't work. None of them. Ah. Oh. I thought I'd talk to you about it before I called in the police. In Morris's memory, I felt I owed you that. You do indeed, indeed you do. <laughs> well. I'm afraid, Maeve, we have a rogue employee. I called in the police myself last week when I realised something was amiss. Can I ask which employee? Charles Nancy. I trusted him implicitly. It came as quite a shock. Oh, you seem sweet. First impressions can be deceptive. Well, that excuse won't wash, Graham. This has been going on since long before Charles Nancy started here. Morris absolutely trusted you and you stole from him. Out of interest, how much do you think you got from Morris and me over the years? I make it about three million quid. Hmm. Now, what if... What if um, I were to repay it in full, in cash, now, with interest, let's say, 50% of the amount in question? You're offering me four and a half million pounds in cash? Absolutely. If you go to the police, then I will deny everything and hire excellent lawyers and it will be an extremely lengthy trial during which I shall be forced to black up Morris's good name in every way I can. The alternative is to keep your mouth shut, get all the money you need and more while I... Buy myself a little time to do the decent thing, if you know what I mean. I would like to see you rot in prison. All right. I take the money, but I never have to see or deal with you again. All future royalty checks come directly to me. Absolutely. The safe is over here. That's uh, a bookcase, Graham? Oh, yes, it's a bookcase. And also a door to my secret room. Come through. I'll switch on the light. Yeah. There better be a safe in there. Just, uh, I'll just work the combination. 
you wouldn't mind averting your eyes. Oh, oh yes, of course. <clears throat> you can take it in cash or jewellery or combination of the two. Lots of nice antique gold in here, very portable. Here, uh, take a look. Oh, my goodness. Mm. It's a treasure trove. This must be worth it. Stop! Graham Coates wishes that he'd had a gun to do this job with a silencer, like in the films. He grabs the boxes of jewelry from the safe and an attache case containing bundles of $100 bills and of 500 euro notes. He removes some files from the filing cabinet and the small leather vanity case containing two wallets and two passports in assumed names. Oh, yes. He swings the bookcase back into position. Good job, Graham. Good job. You improvised with the materials at hand and came out ahead. Oh. Oh, damn. Graham Coates notices there is blood on his shirt and on his hand and on the sole of one shoe. He takes off his shirt and he wipes down his shoe with it. He surprises himself by putting his hand to his mouth and licking the gobbet of blood off it, like a cat with his tongue. Mm. Salty. Come along, Graham. Time to cut and run. Fat Charlie's luck is changing. He can feel it. He slept on the plane. He thought about Rosie, although the Rosie in his mind kept morphing into someone who he'd seen only twice fully clothed, the second time wearing a police uniform. Feeling relaxed and happy, he gets on the Heathrow Express to Paddington. On the journey, he glances over a field where he sees a slight figure in a tattered brown raincoat. At first, he thinks it's a scarecrow, but then it moves. And then it's gone, and he dismisses it from his mind. Spider has just arrived at Fat Charlie's front door when someone touches him on the shoulder. Ah! Charles, are you all right? Are you? You? Huh? Are you Rosie? What kind of a question is that? Of course I'm Rosie. Are you all right? Ah, there you are. Charlie? Yes? yes. Um... I've brought you chocolates. Um, thank you. I... There are two of you. I'm going mad, aren't I? In episode four of A Nancy Boys by Neil Gaiman, adapted by Dirk Maggs, Charlie Nancy was played by Jacob Anderson, Spider Nancy by Nathan Stewart Jarrett, and Nancy by Lenny Henry, narrator Joseph Marcel, Rosie Noah, Sheila Atim, Daisy Day, Pippa Bennett Warner, Graham Coates, Julian Ryan Tutt, Tiger, Arion Bakari, Birdwoman, Adjua Ando, Mrs. Higler, Tanya Moody, Mrs. Dunwiddie, Cecilia Noble, Mrs. Bustamonte, Angela Winter, Mrs. Noah, Donna Kroll, Carol, Danielle Vitalis, Maeve Livingstone, Julie Hesmanhausch, Lion, Clifford Samuel, Elephant, Taylor Kovacevic Ebong, Monkey, Ronki Adekolawejo, Superintendent Clive Haywood and Annie Isabella Inchbold. Anansi Boys was directed by Allegra McElroy.
Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.